Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to the Toast and Happy Monday. Hope everybody has had an amazing weekend. Hope Whoa. everyone's doing fine. Whoa. I'm not going in that lake. Hi, La Tour de Lou. Happy Monday. Happy last week of work before vacation. Yes, you guys enjoy these episodes. This Savor is them. Fifth, Make them last. Fifth to final. Fifth to last. We've got five more before the end of the year. And I am going to miss everyone desperately. But I am so depressed. Like, it's not normal. That... And, and being depressed and, like, sad really goes against every fiber of who I am. Like, my natural inclination is just to be, like, funny and happy. And not being able to do that, like, and just, honestly, this feels so forced. And I'm glad, I'm glad I have to do the show every day because it does force me to, like, be happy for an hour. But it's just so the antithesis of how I'm really feeling. And that feeling is so unnatural to me. Like, I'm just not a sad person. I don't think I'm a person who's prone to, like, depression, knock wood, you know, bite my tongue. Um, that I don't know what to do. Well, we want you to be yourself on the show, however you're feeling. Like, don't feel like you have to force anything. I, un we all understand that you're SAD, naturally. Yeah. SAD. And we're, and we're here for you. But if I may yeah. attempt to cheer you up. What do you have for me? Like, uh, we have family vacation yeah. starting next week. And we are so excited. We haven't taken a proper vacation in forever, like from the show, we've had like days off and stuff, but like a proper trip, vacation, good, let the good times roll, not in so long. So for your mental state, like you just need to make it to next week. I know. And this is going to be a really hard week, but then things are going to turn around and, and it's going to be happy times. The thing is, it's like, I just miss my Theo and I don't know why he was taken away from me. And like the, the, the the key to my happiness is so simple. Like, give me fucking Theo back, bitch. So she's reached the stage of anger. No, I've reached the stage of this is fucking stupid. Yeah, bring back do. Hashtag bring back my boy. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? I know, it's, it's, it's wrong. It's wrong, it's stupid, it's moronic, and it makes no goddamn sense. And I'm, gonna, I'm a logical person, you know? And this is simply illogical. I do, Daru, agree. I like did everything in my power to stay busy this weekend. When I am busy, I am okay. But being home and just laying down, which is my favorite thing to do. It's been taken from you. It's been taken because that's when I really, really spiral. Like I was so good yesterday. I was out of the house all day. We woke up and we went to Jersey. We were at the Taylors. We watched football. We made latkes. We made chili. We decorated the Christmas tree. Like I was busy, busy, busy. We didn't get home. I'm, I'm sure they were like, when will these people leave my house? I didn't leave. I did not want to leave. Then I eventually had to go home. And the second I got into bed, I was just crying. Like, I can't, my bed has become a sad place. And that's really not cool. Because my bed is my happy place. I feel like distracting yourself is so good. Because you need to, like, find pockets of happiness. But I feel like you also need to get your cries out. And the more you cry and the sooner you cry, like, the sooner you'll start to reach the other side. So, like, pushing it off, you can only do that for so long. I know. And then like, I really thought like drinking would help. And it did. Cause on Friday night we went to Jingle Ball and I was like, whatever, let's just fucking go. Like me and Ben were like, I guess we don't have to get home in a certain time to walk Theo. So we're like, let's rage. We just drank so much. And we really did have a good time at Jingle Ball. I didn't know One Republic was playing. Like I really needed to prepare myself. Cause by the time they went on, like I was really drunk. And when they sang, I lived like I was crying. Like I was crying. 
How even a sober, yep. non-grieving person will cry during that song. They were so good. And we had so much fun. And we stayed out so late. We went afterwards for drinks. And the second I get into the cab, I'm crying. I cry myself to sleep. Like I cannot be alone. And I think drinking was not the right thing for me. Like I didn't really drink the rest of the weekend because I was like, this is not I thought it was a fix, but it wasn't a fix. I was so emotional. It's a band-aid, but it heightens your emotions that come down, even for a non-grieving person, is yeah. hard. Yeah. So that's kind of a seesaw. It wasn't the right move. But even though I did have like a lot of fun, but the second it was all over, like I was crying. Well, here's a fun tidbit because of your Jingle Ball um, excursion on Friday night. Olivia and I have been invited to Florida's Y100 Jingle Ball. Oh my God, you guys should go. It was really good. Is it the same lineup? No. So we were talking this morning and I was actually like, that's kind of the perfect thing for us to do like a little mom's night out concert a bunch of different people. We don't have to like commit to one mm -hmm. artist. But then I looked at who's playing the Florida one and like, we are too old. Who is it? No, like, I don't even know if you would go. Not because it's, you know, Y100, thank you for the invitation. Um, you just think it skews a little younger demographically? Marshmallow. Oh. AJR. Oh my God, even so though they have funny. that one song Taylor that Strecker like. was like, I can't wait to see AJR. I'm like, who is that? No, they have that one really good song. That's like that's what she said. Wait, let me just search what it is. You'll know it when I say the title. Bang. I don't know. Oh yeah, it was in the uh, Kardashian commercials. Anyway, Flo Rida, of course, Obsessed. Florida. Sus. Ludacris. Okay. Lonnie, that would be the one artist I would go for. Mm -hmm. I love Lonnie. Lanny, I don't know. David Kushner. Sounds like a Jew. Kali, <laughs> three eyes. Don't know. And Paul Russell. Yeah, so I don't know if that's like I worth know leaving her. your children for the night. No, it's not even about like the leaving. It's just like, is that how I want to, it's going to be a lot of energy and then like we are going away and I need my energy to pack and, and get from place A to B and like, is that I don't where think I that's your my journey. energy? Probably not, but I just want to thank iHeartRadio for inviting us. And, you know, in another world, we really would have gone. Yeah, um, it was really good. And the thing is, is I, if it was the same lineup, I would tell you 100% to go because I know Olivia is obsessed with Jelly Roll. And he well, was really great. At first, when she called me, we thought it was the same. We assumed it was like similar lineup. Yeah. I thought it was like a traveling tour. And then we were thinking about it when we thought it was Sabrina Carpenter, Olivia Rodrigo, Cher. I was like, we'd have to stay up really late for Cher. Uh, no, and then Jackie Cher was like third. Oh. She obviously wanted to go home. She's like, let me sing my Christmas song, lip sync the shit out of it, and get the hell out of here. Well, then we <laughs> hung up, and I was like, let me check the lineup because our decision will be lineup dependent. And it was not the one that you had whatsoever. So that made our decision <clears> easy. <throat> but again, like, thank you so much for the invitation next year for sure. It was really good. Let me say, One Republic was amazing. And I'm so glad that, like, these kids, because it really, it's an event for children. I'm glad these kids are being educated on One Republic. Like, it was absolutely imperative that they be there and demand respect from a younger generation and the younger generation respected it like they knew apologize it was really cute jelly roll was fabulous sabrina carpenter was amazing i'm so obsessed with her and then of course olivia rodrigo brought the house down my husband was like not okay it was really good i'm so glad i went i'm glad you went too it looked really fun perfect thing to do good clean fun 
But of course, you know, for every up, what goes up must come down. And that's what you're feeling. And what's really dawning on me is like, and I feel like everybody, ugh, I really don't want to cry again. I feel like everyone in the family knows. Just like, let it out. Everyone, the whole world is with you and do. Like, no one expects you to be perky-turdy. You know, like, and everyone knows how much I hate being alone. And like whenever Ben like literally leaves the house for a second, like I hate being alone. It's like one of my biggest fears. And I forgot about that feeling so much because I really wasn't ever alone. And now with Theo, with Theo. And now like that feeling, it's familiar to me, like that feeling of loneliness, like it's comes back and I just hate it. Like I hate being alone. And I forgot that like Theo really fixed that. Yeah, I remember that. So. I need to get another dog, but I also have like a lot of things coming up that like I was feeling really guilty about and I was going to say no to a bunch of stuff in January because it's just like a lot of time to be away from home. Um, so now I'm just going to everything. So I, I I do want one now, like literally today I would go, if somebody had one, I would go pick one up. But I do think I should wait until January's over just because like I have a lot of trips and it's not nice to like get a puppy and then take all these trips. Where are you going? I'm going to Mexico. I'm going to Dallas. I'm going to Miami. Miami? Yeah. You're going to come see me? Of course. You didn't tell me. I haven't booked my trips yet, but I have a wedding. It's February, not January. But like, I'll, I'll probably like stay by you. Oh, yeah, yeah. We discussed February that there was a date and then we're just like working it because yeah. I also am going to do something crazy in the next few months. Yeah, you are. I'm going to go to Disney. And while it sounds so cute, I imagine it's probably for a parent, like the worst experience on the planet. So I feel like we've built it up to be the worst, but there are ways to go, especially if you live in Florida where it doesn't have to be that terrible, where you can like drive up, spend one day at the park and then go home the next day. And that's not so torturous, especially like you have your your car and I can yeah. pack everything that I need. So I am going to find the joy in it and I'm excited. But I remember it. you saying, cause we've like talked about the dreaded trip to Disney as a parent before you even had kids. And right. I remember you saying, and I thought it was so profound at the time. You're like, I'm not going to take my kids to Disney until they'll be able to remember it. For sure. And, and I, I don't know wrong. if, yeah, the kids will remember it. No, they won't. And I was wrong for that okay. because even if they don't remember it in what, however many years, like for that one day, they will have the best day ever. Yeah. And that's what's important. Okay. Okay. And they would, they would love it. Like I, I, I would, what I should have said is I will not take them until they can appreciate it. And I know now like they would appreciate it so much, even if, they, and they would remember it for a little while, but then, you know, when they're grown, they won't remember it, but that's fine. They don't need to... Yeah, to remember everything. Remember their d time at Disney. Yeah, no, and they're going to love it so much. Like, Kayla's going to freak out, so it's good. Dude, they're they're going to lose their minds. Like, they have to go. Yeah, no, it's the right thing to do. I don't know. We put, like, too much emphasis on them remembering stuff, and it's like, you, what about we, just... We, you're the one who said no, it. We, as a society. Oh, okay, sorry. okay. What about just one good day? OGD. Like, I'm down for one good, what about two? Like, trying to make every day as special fun as possible, just, sure, that's enough for me. Dainu. I was FaceTiming with Kayla, and everyone's been so helpful. Like, the kids have been calling me all weekend, because they know, like, they're literally all I have now. How sad is that? And Kayla, nobody knows, but Kayla was getting ready for bed, and me and Olivia, like, read her a book and stuff. It was She was being so cute, and she said, can Theo sleep in bed with me? And I said, Kayla, Theo's dead! You didn't say that. No, I said, oh, no, Theo can't. Well, even if he wasn't. 
deceased, also, he couldn't. Saying that, like, Theo died, like, D- the D word. It's so not okay. Like, now I understand why people always say, like, he crossed the rainbow bridge. I used to be like, oh, that's kind of cringe. No, no, because saying, like, Theo died is, is so not fucking okay. You know, I was thinking about that this morning, that in all of everything that happened last week, like we've never said Theo deed. Because he didn't. And like when I had to, you know, I told you guys, I alerted. Just um, like he wasn't a D. Right, right. When he I, wasn't a When dog. I alerted his dog walking crew, I said, you know, Theo left us. Like saying. Theo passed. Passed. Uh, D-I-E-D. Uh, what? No, he did not. Not my boy. And no. let me tell you the stage of grief that I'm currently like dealing with. And Ben thinks I'm so crazy, but like I'm so paranoid. Like if, if it's true that like Theo is D-E-A-D and he's like in doggy heaven, like I can make peace with that. But I have no proof that he's there. And now I'm like feeling like because I didn't wait till the very end of like the the putting down euthanization process and that like you know, what if they pulled the needle out and they thought he was cute and somebody took him home? Like, and like I, made them him their sex slave. Yeah, no, no. That's what that's what I'm I'm freaking out. Like, if Theo is in fact D E A D, like I can make peace with that, but I feel like he's not. I because I don't feel his spirit or anything, and he hasn't like come to me in a dream. I and I'm I'm waiting for Theo to come to me in a dream, and I know that I'm very dream. I for, I'm not like a woo woo, but I really do believe like people have passed on come and visit you in dreams. I think the subconscious is very powerful. And I had that experience when we were younger. I had a very powerful dream about our dad. And ever since then, I've really felt peace. I really have. Theo hasn't come to me yet. Theo's still filling out his paperwork at the pearly gates. Like or, he's not. Or, or he's in someone's basement. Like he's I. He's slave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't feel like Theo is seriously not on this planet. Like in a physical sense. I really am so paranoid that something happened to him. Like, I know it sounds crazy because... Well, the, for that, I have nothing that I can, like, say to make really? you feel better. Like, ben says possible. I'm crazy. Stop. It's, ben says I'm crazy. It's just, it's possible. But I would... I just felt like would, if he I wasn't here in like, a physical sense, like, I would feel him. Well, no, I think that, like... He, until he's like fully ensconced in heaven, you're not, he's not going to come to you. Like I said, he's filling out his paperwork at the fully, at the pearly gates, like getting acquainted, okay, finding but then, his wait. room. But then I also like, I didn't do the thing that I guess some people do is where like you get the remains back. So I'll never know. No. I mean, even but if even they I got the remains, it could be sand. Dirt. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. No, I would say if we're going to use our logical thinking caps, mm-hmm. Theo was in a place where he was uncontrollably shitting and vomiting. Yeah. Would someone really Doesn't want make for to a good that? sex slave. Doesn't make for a good, like, anything. Yeah. To bring home that responsibility. I feel like if they were going to dog nap, they would... Take a healthier someone one. someone else off the street. Yeah, you know, yeah. Maybe go down, down the hall to the daycare. Right, right. And take one of those healthy dogs. Right. And I keep just like, it's almost, because this weekend it was so beautiful. And it was almost like I was being taunted, like the amount of dogs on the street. And I almost just wanted to shake these people and be like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Like, give your dog a kiss. Give your dog a scratch. Do not take your dog's health for granted. Like, I just wanted to shake them. Well, you can use your platform to remind everyone. I feel like the toasters who have been listening and been on this journey with me and who are dog parents have are definitely like learning from my experience and just like giving their dogs extra kisses and cuddles. Like I know that I've that Theo is responsible for 
thousands of kisses, you know, thousands of hugs. Theo did not D in vain. But it almost feels like he did. Because, like, for what? Like, why did you have to go and kill Theo? Like, really, what was the point, God? Why? My eye twitch is back and bigger than ever. Never stop asking why. I won't. Well, Theo (sighs) remained number one of the comedy charts last week. Yeah, his legacy lives on. His legacy lives on. And it will continue to do so. No, this is so dumb. Like, it's so dumb. I'm so mad. I'm so mad. I was mad. So mad. Oh, my God. I haven't thought of that reference in years. Memory unlocked. How does it go? I was mad. I was so mad. So I took the scissors scissors and I heard him in the back. I stabbed him in the back. back. That's the most iconic episode of Law and Order SVU when that actual six-year-old like killed someone at Catholic school with a pair of scissors. I was mad. I was so mad. So I took the scissors and I stabbed him in the back. I heard him in the back. I love that episode. I used to quote that all the time. You did. That's where I got it from. And the actress who, who was saying the monologue I just performed is that little girl from Jersey Girl, who I then, I think years later, ended up on The Voice. I'm unfamiliar. Oh, she has an amazing I don't legacy. even know if I ever saw the episode. I just have lived it with Turdy. If you've lived it with me, you don't need to see the episode. It's like, mine's better. So true. And you know, when you quote a monologue so many times over so many years that the monologue you like end up quoting is nothing like the original? Of course. I believe like if I were to actually watch that episode of SVU, I wouldn't even recognize the moment that I'm trying to reference because I changed it so much. I like added my own spin. But I believe she was from Staten Island and she had like a really thick accent and she had like a facocked bob haircut because the boy who she killed was bullying her and he cut her hair. So she then took the scissors and stabbed him in the back. Stabbed him back and hurt him in the back. Right. That's like I recently listened to the Dora the Explorer theme song because we've riffed on it. Do, 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 Dora. Do, 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 do Theodora. And no, then I go, can't even enjoy that song now. Claudia, they're two different songs. I was like looking for the theme Dora, song. I was like, the Explorer. Crunchy Angel Dora. Claudia, it's not that. We Beautiful like made up. Chairman Dora. We definitely um, sampled Dora, but we did not copy Dora. That's disappointing to hear. I know. Like I wanted to listen to it on Spotify and like the song doesn't exist. I guess we're going to have to record it. We really need to record Toast Tunes. Do, 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 do Theodora. Do, 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 to Theodora. Theodora. Do, 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 to Theodora. Currency Angel Dora. Lovey King Dora. Rip Dora. And he loves you, Dora. I'll never forget you for the longest I live, Dora. Do strong, Dora. I hate my life, Dora. Angel in heaven, Dora. Or in someone's basement. <laughs> Sex slave, Dora. Why is this happening to me? Life is so unfair. True, Dora. Don't fucking bring bro into this. I said true. Oh. True, oh God, Dora? I, like, because you said life was so unfair. True. Oh, got it. True. Like, tr- the truth. I would not have inserted brew in that moment. No. You know, I'm, I'm so... I'm just like keeping Brew out of sight. I know. And I'm kind of like on a roller coaster of emotions with Brew because I know you've been keeping him out of sight, but he ended up on our FaceTime last night and he looks so much like my baby. And he's such a sweet boy, but I hate him and I don't want to see him. 
But he's like going through what you're going through too. Like you guys could be partners in this. He's grieving the loss of a beloved mentor. No, seriously, fuck bro. Fuck everyone. Fuck everyone with a dog who's so happy. Okay. She doesn't mean it, you guys. No, I do. I really do. So as stated earlier in the show, it seems as though you've reached the anger stage. I don't what are the five stages? I always need a refresher. Are there only five? The five stages of grief, yeah. Shock, denial, acceptance. No, no, no. Oh, this is good. Denial. Maybe that's, were you there first? No, because I knew that this was going to happen because I've been like experiencing it for a few weeks. Denial, anger, Mm -hmm. bargaining, depression, acceptance. And they have to go in that order? That is what this is article is about, understanding bereavement. Um, you might hear people say things like, oh, I've moved on from denial and now I'm entering the angry stage. But I don't think they always happen in order. They are nonlinear, says Kubler-Ross. Kubler-Ross says they're nonlinear. Yeah, I've definitely, and I bounce between all of them, like at once. Yeah. Okay. You're like depression and anger. Yeah. This is bullshit. Like, whatever. Let's move on. Let's move on because I'm here. It's my job to distract law and put on a great, jolly good show for everyone. So without further ado, do, 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 here are the fast five stories that you need to know. And the fast five stories that you need to know are brought to you by DraftKings. Unwrap the first of many presents this season with holidays on the house from DraftKings Casino. With hundreds of games, prizes, and promos, DraftKings Casino has everything on your list. Right now, new players who play $5 get $100 instantly in casino credits. What are you waiting for? Cozy up with all the classics like slots, blackjack, or roulette, or play exclusive games you'll only find at DraftKings Casino to feel the holiday cheer all season long. Download the DraftKings Casino app now and sign up with promo code THETOAST and play $5 to get that $100 in casino credits. That's promo code THETOAST, the T-O-A-S-T. Only at DraftKings Casino. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. You have to be 21 or over. Physically present in Connecticut, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, West Virginia only. Void in Ontario. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. One per opted in new customer. $5 wager required. Max $100 in casino credit awarded, which requires 1x play through within seven days. Terms at casino.draftkings.com slash holidays on the house. Restrictions apply. Today's episode is also brought to you by Roback. Roback Activewear. It's safe to say that everyone's talking about Roback, especially because we can't stop talking about how we're ordering clothes for our trip and keep wearing them on the show leading up to the actual trip and ruining the clothes before we even get to wear them. And that's Roback, man. They have the cutest sets, comfy sets for men, for women, perfect for like a cozy trip, which is exactly what we're doing. And they just launched their brand new jogger and hoodie sets. We cannot take them off. They're super soft, so comfortable, and just perfect for the fall. They use their V-soft fabric, and the name says it all. It is the softest fabric that we own. Whether you're lounging around or having a casual day out and about, these jogger sets are for you. And the good news is that Roback also has you covered for the man in your life. Whether it's their performance hoodies, polos, or joggers, it's all the men we know wear. If you want your man looking good, then get him Roback. 
Roback is perfect sets. I'm just, I'm in my sets era. It's too hard to like come up with a cute outfit and be creative and stylish. Like who am I, Anna Wintour? No, Roback gives you a full outfit. I love a set. Also for the man in your life, it's hard for men to like wear sweats and look put together. But Roback has them covered. And with fall right around the corner, make sure to check out Roback. Use code TOAST on Roback.com for a generous 20% off your first order of any fall essential. That is spelled R-H-O-B-A-C-K.com. And the code is TOAST for 20% off on everything for yourself and for the man in your life. So check them out now. That's code TOAST, T-O-A-S-T, at Roback, R-H-O-B-A-C-K.com, 20% off with code TOAST. Today's episode is also brought to you by Kitsch. Game changing. That's what Kitsch's biggest fans say about their time-saving beauty essentials for hair, skin, and body. So are you ready to change your beauty game? Whatever your budget, your skin type, your hair type, Kitsch believes that you deserve little indulgences at affordable prices morning, noon, and night. Started in 2010 by selling hair ties door-to-door, Kitsch is a self-funded, female-founded, and now carried in over 20,000 retail locations brand. Maybe you've seen their satin pillowcases. I've seen Kitsch all over TikTok. It's like what all the cool kids wear. Um, So I'm like officially like cool. They have um, satin pillowcases, caps, eye masks, all these products that are great for your hair and skin while you sleep. Or they have the heatless satin curling rollers if you want to say goodbye to heat damage. But their latest Kitsch viral craze is the rice water shampoo bars, which can improve your overall hair growth and density. Rice water is like the thing right now for hair growth. Reviewers say that they'll never use a bottle of shampoo again and that their hair feels and looks a thousand percent better between washes. Plus right now for a limited time, you can live the Barbie dream life with the Barbie by Kitsch collection featuring Kitsch's best-selling satin pillowcases and iconic Barbie pink. So right now, Kitsch is offering you 30% off your entire order at mykitsch.com slash toast. I have a lot of hair, so like not a lot of hair care brands work for me. I love their satin um, line for uh, sleep. So you can sleep with like, if you get a blowout the night before or the day before, you wake up with the same blowout, not a rat's nest. And so again, we're getting 30% off anything and everything at mykitsch.com slash toast. That's mykitsch.com slash toast. Mykitsch.com slash toast for 30% off your order. Thank you, La. You're welcome, Tha. Our first story, pretty much always going to be the first story on a Monday. Football Sunday was yesterday. Headline news, Taylor Swift attended the Chiefs' first Bills game. The Chiefs lost to the Bills, so Haley Steinfeld beat out. Stays winning. Stays winning, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. the both the Chiefs and the Eagles lost yesterday for the second week in a row, which has kind of shaken up Chicago, the NFL, and and the Eagles lost to the Cowboys. So I kind of stayed winning. Right, right. But the Chiefs and Bills game was really interesting because like Patrick Mahomes is crying about their loss because basically what had happened was towards the end of the game it was really tight. Patrick threw the ball to Travis. Travis, you know, got a really good catch. And then before being tackled, he tossed it to another player. And that player ran all the way to the end zone. So it was kind of like this legendary moment for Travis's career. It was an amazing thing. But a flag was thrown down and the catch did not count. The pull play was thrown out because the guy who he ended up tossing it to, I'm sorry, I don't know his name, before the play started, when they were all lined up, he was off sides. His foot was over the line. So the whole play was kind of thrown out. And the thing is, is it was definitely annoying. And Travis and Andy Reid and everyone and Patrick Mahomes was so angry, like throwing his helmet everywhere. And they ended up losing the game because of that. But at the end of the day, like, 
his toe was off sides. Like the rules are the rules. And Travis was just like so mad. This is bullshit, bullshit. Even so when the game was over and he went over to shake Josh Allen's hand, he literally like screamed in Josh Allen's face like, my God, this is a bullshit call. And it's like, okay, you lost. Like it's definitely annoying, but he did that shit. Like he broke the rule. Not on purpose, but like he did, his foot was over the line. And like, don't be a baby. Yeah, that's frustrating. I have a lot of thoughts about it. Like so many thoughts are running through my head. First of all, would you rather like lose in a way where like you perform so amazing, but it's a frustrating call or like he fucked up and they lost? What's, what's worse? Imagine if he didn't catch that ball and like he had to put it all on himself that like, you know what I mean? But That's kind I, of a I don't shittier like feeling. That. The thing is, is like one play doesn't make a game. Like you had four quarters and you stunk it up the whole time. So now you're going to blame this one moment. Like, why were you down? Why okay, were you down? I, I agree. I agree. But like in this moment, they were tied. They weren't tied. Or whatever. They, this was, they play were down. They were down. This play, it, it came down to this play. Kind of, yeah. But no, I, I, I hear what you're saying. But then my other thought is like, they should have called it when his foot was over, not wait until he scored a touchdown. And that's where I wonder, like, if we didn't have all this replay technology, like, yes. they would have never seen the foot. And I'm sorry, if the ref doesn't see it on the field, like, you missed it. I agree, by the way. Like, they should have called it before the ball was tossed. Yeah. So I wonder how that works, like, with, now with replay technology, like, I guess the other team could say, hey, he was offsides, and they go back and rewatch, and yeah, he was offsides, but... I don't know if you kind of like missed it when it happened, then you can't be angry about it later. No, that's true. But at the same time, like Patrick Mahomes, like being a baby in the press conference on the field, shaking everyone's hand, like, like you did that shit. You know, your team was offsides. Like, so that guy who's had his foot, I guess on the one hand, he, he fucked up his foot, but on the other hand, like he made an amazing play. Right. They wouldn't have had the play without the foot kind of cancels each other out. Right, like what came first, the foot before the play? The foot, clearly. Yeah, so Patrick Mahomes is like making drama because he was like being a baby, crying about it in the in the press conference and on the field and throwing his helmet and like being a general, you know, menace. And now Taylor has gone to two games in a row where Travis lost. And I just wonder what that means for their relationship. I feel like it's strengthening them. Yeah, I agree. They're going through it. They're leaning on each other. And he he did good. He has nothing to be ashamed of. Be ashamed of. He can walk with his head held high, even though he didn't. He his head was hung. Yeah. So I just feel like the two big teams like are kind of in their flop era, two weeks yeah. in a row. And I don't know. I just don't don't know what that means for the league. You know, for the landscape. The Niners Agreed. won again. Niners are killing it. Like those are my unproblematic kings. You know. Yeah, I saw the Niners. Oh, and the good. Jets won against two. The Texans, who aren't, like, horrible. Like, they have yeah. a much better, uh, what's it called, record than the Jets. And we're, like, getting closer and closer to what I believe will be a Christmas time return for Aaron Rodgers. Like, he was on the field during the Jets game, like, wearing a helmet. No, not a helmet. Like, an earpiece, like, talking to people. Right. And it's, like, if the Jets can just stay in the game till Aaron comes back, like, maybe they have a chance. No, them winning this game, like, was kind of major for – Maybe Aaron returning, and then if Aaron wins every game, like, they might be able to make the playoffs. That would be wonderful. They just need to keep playing, like, stinkeroo teams. Yeah. But, like, I don't know if there are stinkeroo teams that are more stinkeroo than the Jets, you know? But the Jets beat that other team. 
the Jets have beaten the Eagles, which is... That's insane. The Jets, the Niners, and the Cowboys. That's kind of like all of our teams beating yeah. the Eagles. So maybe it's not the Eagles' this year. I don't know. I think it like kind of could be the 49ers' year. It's like, yeah, For the sure. Eagles and the Niners are like so famous, New Heights, tra- Taylor Swift, like all this drama. Whereas like the 49ers just are on the other coast, keeping their heads down, winning. Working hard. Working yeah. hard, except I saw something that made me feel like there's kind of like drama in the 49ers. Oh, but Christian McCaffrey in the 49ers game, the first play of the game, made a got the ball and ran like 90 yards and made it to the one yard line and then they scored. Like it was kind of like a historic legendary play for Christian's career. Yeah, no, they're they're doing good stuff. But I was watching the game and Brock Purdy, you know how like the quarterback has the thing on his arm mm-hmm. and like tells the team the play. Yeah. And like they all just kind of walked away when he was still talking. And I just feel like that's so rude and just shows like maybe there's not like that much it harmony. Sh- no, it shows that there might be a lack of respect for the quarterback who's usually like the leader. Yeah, like he didn't, they didn't break. Like they just kind of like oh, walked away from shit. him. And he was still talking. And like that, if I were Brock, like that would really bother me. Nothing makes me want to jump off a cliff more than people walking away from me as I'm still talking. Like, oh, you hate me? I will go. I will see no, myself it's, out. No, it's an insane thing to do. It's one of the most rude things you could do to a person. And then let alone, you know, a whole group doing it. Right. And it's like, I know we're on the football field, but like we could still have manners. Oh, I got to see this clip. Because it might be just a chip. Like it might be reflective of dissension within yeah, the I, community yeah as just like you know studying I was just studying the human behavior and I don't even know I don't know where I saw the clip I was just watching like in the background while I was like making dinner and I saw the tv and I was like that's rude no you were looking into the body language we need a body language expert a BLE on the toast don't be fucking rude I would love to maybe have one of the 49ers explain themselves for this sort of behavior what did Brock do yeah no there's why are they just mad like, at Brock yeah, why are you guys like not letting hearing him out, letting him finish speaking? Maybe he's like really chatty. Yeah, it's like my God, Brock, shut the fuck up. We got it. We got the play. We're we'll right. do it. Thanks. Like we're running on a, like a time here. Like it's kind of like a timed affair. Yeah, there's this thing called the play clock, pretty. But he doesn't seem super chatty. No, he's a man of God. Like he only really speaks to God. Like right. if you look at his Instagram, he's literally only talking to God. That's beautiful. It is beautiful. That's beautiful, Purdy Lou. You're welcome. <laughs> um, okay, so that's your football recap. Tailored and Travis, you know, going strong, hand-holding, looking cute. Yeah, they, like she didn't make a lot of news at the game. Yeah, because now her presence is just expected and it's yeah. a part of daily life and it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Are you ready for our next story? Yeah. The other big news of the day in some circles the 2024 Golden Globe nominations are here. I actually don't think this is the big news of the day in any circles, like for real. Okay, well, there's a couple news-making items. First okay. of all, the nominees in the big categories, you know, people care. Second of all, there's two new categories that they've added to the show. Cinematic and box office achievement in motion pictures. And oh, best- so Taylor Swift. Yeah, she was nominated, so she's now a Golden Globe nominee, and if she wins... The Golden Globes do not count towards the EGOT, but it's a nice thing to have. Mm-hmm. And also best stand-up comedian on television is a new category. Okay, but so they have a category for stand-up specials. Was it stand-up specials? They already had that. Yeah, I saw Amy Schumer, Wanda Sykes, a bunch of people were nominated. But so how is that different? Best stand-up comedian on television? So here are the nominees. 
Ricky Gervais for his okay. special Armageddon, Trevor Noah for his Where I Was, Where Was I, Chris Rock for Selective Outrage, Amy Schumer, Emergency Contact, Sarah Silverman, Someone You Love, and Wanda Sykes, I'm an Entertainer. Oh. So that's the new category. Oh. So it's just for specials, but they already had that. For limited series, anthology series, or TV movie. Oh, you know, maybe I'm actually getting confused with the Grammys because the Grammys have... Uh, for the album, comedy right. album. Right, okay, so this so is new, and this, that's a category that makes sense. And then that other category is about box office achievement. So that's about like you know who broke records at the box office. Obviously, this year will be Taylor Swift, but I feel like every year there's been a movie that's so, crushed. Like Top Gun. Would what have were the other won. nominees for the box office one? Let me scroll back down. Because wouldn't it be easy to guess who's going to win just based on who made the most money? Maybe, but here are the nominees, and then you'll see why maybe not. Like Barbie, right? Because it's cinematic and box office achievement. So it's both movie and money. Yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, John Wick, Mission Impossible, Oppenheimer, Spider-Man, Super Mario Bros. movie, Taylor Swift. Yeah, it's going to be Taylor. Like no one's talking about like cinema and like no, and if what it, it is, means. If it were a different year and Taylor didn't do what she did, like it probably would have been Barbie or Oppenheimer because right. they like did cool stuff too but it's tailored because also yeah. Barbie and Oppenheimer will win in other categories and they want tailored to come to their show yeah 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 no it's definitely she's winning yeah so Barbie actually led nominees this year with the most nominations so here are the big categories let's just do it because technically it's our job like and we it's have like to. fast five like that's what we do you know we can only but like, who cares sound off in the comments do you care I don't think we're going to have a lot of people who care, but it's it it's a sign of the times. Yeah, That's yeah, what yeah. I'll say. Best movie, picture, drama. Anatomy of a Fall, Killers of the Flower Moon, Maestro, which is the Leonard Bernstein. It's the only one I've heard of so far. Oppenheimer, mm-hmm. Past Lives, The Zone of Interest. But then don't forget they also do for Golden Globes Best Picture, Musical, or Comedy. So for the Oscars, these two categories are combined and the nominees are... Air, American Fiction, Barbie, The Holdovers, May, December, Poor Things. I saw Air and Barbie, and I don't think either one of them should win because I saw them. I've seen not one of these movies. That's so crazy. That's so crazy. Like Air was good, but it's definitely not like a a winner. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure Barbie will win in that category, and I don't know what will be the drama du jour of the year. Me neither. The drama sweepers. So, yeah. Best actress in a drama. I'm moving on. We didn't see any of these. I find the TV show ones a little bit more interesting. We can go to TV shows. And that's why the Golden Globes is nice because it is both. Yes. Best drama series. 1923, The Crown, The Diplomat, The Last of Us, The Morning Show, Succession. Those are all pretty big. The Last of Us, that was the one like with the zombies. Bella, Bella Ramsey. And Pedro Pascal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I feel like that, everyone was talking about that. Yeah, but like The Crown. Succession, it was its final season. Oh, yeah. And also... Um, Morning Show. No, what was the first one? 1923. Yeah, 1923 was excellent, but I don't think it's a winner. I think it'll be Succession or The Last of Us. Yeah, me this too. This year. Best musical or comedy series. Abbott Elementary... That was weird how I said that. <laughs> I'm so glad you acknowledged it. Like that elementary. 
but that's how it's spelled. Abbott Elementary. But there is an A after the T. I know. I know. Let it go, though. Let it go. Let the A go. Barry, the bear, jury duty, only murders in the building, Ted Lasso. Competitive. Yeah, competitive. I feel like Ted Lasso might win because it's in its final season, but it was the worst season and it shouldn't win. I think jury duty should win for being a novel idea and a jolly good show. A jolly good show, pure of heart, black of hair. like Captured the world, got people on freebie. Yeah. Did you see that that guy Ronald signed like a development deal with Amazon Studios like to make more shows? As he should, but he should also be nominated. Yeah, but it's not really a performance, you know, because he didn't know. But he, if they were able to get the nomination for best musical comedy, best limited series. This is always the best category because limited series are the best shows. All the Light We Cannot See. Oh, I didn't realize that. that. But isn't it with um, Mark Ruffalo? No. He's not in it? No, I don't think so. Because he's the worst. I agree. Like, hot take? Fuck Mark Ruffalo. No, seriously, fuck Mark Ruffalo. And I, I hope he wasn't in this because he should not be in, in any, any sort of Jewish storytelling. No, but let me just confirm. Even though he is it. Jewish, right? Is he? Why would I we think, think he's that? like one of those, like the worst Jews, you know? Got it. He is in it. He oh, is yikes. in it. He's like a Seth Rogen. But right. I don't think he's Jewish. Mark Ruffalo... Oh, I'm seeing a lot of apologies since 2021. Anti-Semite of the week, Mark Ruffalo. That's funny. I don't see anything where it says he's Jewish. Oh, he just kind of like has Jewish curly hair. So I assumed he was one of those. No, thank God he's not Jewish. We don't need more Jews like that. I agree. So all the light we cannot see. Back to the limited series nominations. Oh, like I just, that's like the same thing as like, you know, Bradley Cooper doing Maestro and dating Gigi Hadid. Like, Mark Ruffalo shouldn't be in All the Light We Cannot See. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Then Beef, which also took kind of the yeah. world by storm for a few days. Daisy Jones in the Sixth, not good enough, in my opinion. Agreed. Fargo. Fellow Travelers. And Lessons in Chemistry. Oh, wow. Good for Brie Larson. My vote goes to Lessons in Chemistry. It's just a darling show that's so well done. I need to watch it. I haven't finished it. That would be great for our trip. That's why I saved it. I'll watch it again. I don't give a fuck. I'll do it. I'll do it. I don't give a fuck. fuck. I'll do I'll it. I'll do it. You know what? That's, that's another. That's our like, references are just out of are control. So niche. Does anybody? I'm going to tell you guys what it's from. They but don't does know anybody what it's from. know what it's from. They don't. It's from Borat. It's like when Borat like hitchhikes in this RV full of college dudes, and they like dare it one of the college dudes to do something, and this guy's so nuts. He's like, "I'll do it. I don't give a fuck. I'll do it." And he's, he's nuts. Just, Always. I don't know why we like quote. Like, It's so random. Okay. It's on the list. The list is really strong, except there are some things that are dumb on the list. Yeah, like, I know. We'll have to trim Like, Why list. is Beauty and the Beast on the list? We watch that over and over. That's not like right, a new like, idea. Agreed. <laughs> okay. Um, you want to, he- you care about no. the best. Okay, great. So that's the gist. Congrats to the noms. Congrats, grads. Congrats, grads. Also, what I thought was interesting is that Timothy Chalamet is nominated for Wonka, and I feel like Kylie will go with him mm. also this award season. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, maybe. 
Because he had his LA premiere for the movie last night and she didn't walk the carpet, but her and Chris snuck in after the opening credits. Oh, cute. Yeah, so maybe she didn't want to make that about her, but the Golden Globes like is about everyone. I think we all have a Wait, spotlight. I'm about to ask the dumbest question and I think it really is emblematic of how strange Timothy Chalamet is. Does he play Charlie or Willy? So it's a it's not Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. It's Wonka. Oh. It's a Willy Wonka origin story movie. Oh, so it's about like a young Gene Wilder? A young Wonka. Right, who was Gene Wilder. In that one. Yeah, yeah that's the one. Or young Johnny Depp. Right, oh, I forgot Johnny Depp did that one. The new one's one. good too. Okay, so it's a prequel. Yeah. Okay, but would, t- would Timothy Chalamet play Charlie or Willie? He could if, do both. If, if it was made today. Because he's like a grown man, but also a toddler. He would be Willie. Really? I think he'd be Charlie. No, but he's like 30. Charlie's like eight. So is Timothy Chalamet. Hugh Graham plays an Oompa Loompa? Yes, it I sense. saw him doing press and somebody asked him, you know, like, why did you take this role? Because it's definitely out of character. And he was like, because I needed the money. That's what he's like, I need to work. Love that for him. Get he's his like, fucking kind of, ass up he's like, and work. No, he's like, what kind of question is that? Like, why do you do your job? Like, I have to do my job. <laughs> but how does he play an Oompa Loompa? It's like his head is on like a doll or something. Cool. I would see Wonka if I, I think had I the would. time. That's always a good story. Like we can have like a lot of fun with it. Hollywood is in its prequel era. You know, we've got the Hunger Games prequel, Wonka. Yeah, they just like squeeze the juice out of anything remotely good. Idea. good. Yeah, anything remotely popular. Yeah, but also Hunger Games prequel is good because it was a book. Yeah. So that I'm fine with. And I'm fine with Wonka prequel. Yeah. But I'm still waiting on Gaston the movie. I'm waiting on Gaston the movie. I'm also waiting on the Twilight prequel movie because there was a Twilight prequel book. Right. Midnight Sun. I'm not waiting on the movie because it's no Robert Pattinson. I don't know. I do think they could recapture some of the magic and like make something really good. You know who could be young Edward? Even though, by the way, Edward will always look the same. It could be Robert Pattinson. No, but True. he's aging. Young Edward, it's I think. It's right there. It's right in front of, it's right there. Timothy Chalamet. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But I don't know if I would like it. I'm not a Timothy Chalamet like girl. Me neither, but I'm going to become one. Okay. She's on a mission. Because Kylie loves him. Like, this is her man. I watched a few episodes of Kardashians over the weekend, like mm-hmm. sporadically. And I'm just a Kylie girl. Okay. You know, I know yep. she posted and deleted her stand with Israel, but at least her reflex was to stand was with to be, Israel. Was to de- defend, you know, the mass it's, slaughter of Jews. It's yeah. crazy how the bar just keeps getting lowered. You're telling me. But like, at least that was her reflex to stand with yeah. Israel. Yeah. So I'll take what I can get. Yeah. Are you ready for our next story where yes. I accidentally clicked on an ad for McAfee security? But um, mm. I'm back to the story. 
Joe Manganiello makes a red carpet debut with Caitlin O'Connor following his split with Sofia Vergara. So it's not news that Joe Manganiello is in a new relationship, but they did make their red carpet debut over the weekend. The True Blood star and the winning time actress, oh, she's an actress, not just a normie, smiled alongside each other Saturday evening ahead of the Children of Armenian Fun Gala at Cipriani in New York City. In the photos, he wraps his arm around her waist, holding her close for, for in front of photographers. This is just one of those situations where it's like really challenging to see other people living your dream and like you want to be happy for them, but knowing that it should be you makes it makes that difficult. Yeah, I love her dress. I love Yeah, these were cute photos. Like they both look so he's so handsome. Like Yeah. I don't know if there's anyone else who's more handsome. Sound off in the comments. I challenge you. Who is more handsome, seriously, than Joe Manganiello? Care to I'm thinking there's a lot of comps. You know, like, like of, of just like really handsome men. Like, of course, Brad Pitt, super no, handsome. No, honestly, I think Joe Manganiello is way hotter. Tom Hardy, handsome. Not even close. Okay. Like, I'm I'm trying to think of someone who's more handsome, and, and I don't know that there is someone. Well, he's taken thirty. I'm sorry to say, he's up there with. Jason Momoa. Yeah. And they have similar vibes too. Yeah, yeah. Like hairy. Tall. Like big. Manly. Broad. Man. Hot. Hot. Lee. Hot. Hot. I'm happy for him, you know? I think it's hard to bounce back after dating Sofia Vergara. Like the, like I think everyone would agree like this is the sexiest woman on the planet, you know? Yeah. So... It must be hard to find love after that. And I'm so glad he did. Again, that should be me holding your hand. But I'm happy for them. And they've been dating since September. So, yeah. And now they're making like a big red red carpet debut. I think this is probably taking their relationship to the next level. It's nice. Yeah, it is nice. We'll keep tabs on them, obviously. And Sophia's with her foot doctor mans. So I hope everyone's foot happy. Doctor. I forgot about the foot doctor. As long as everybody like is happy, I'm happy. I hope you're happy because I've told mom. I hope you're happy. And I hope your charger's charging on your iPad. Because it's got used to your iPad instead of mine. You know, the exactly. lack kind of were stinking it up yesterday. The what? The lack. The Los Angeles Chargers. Oh, I didn't watch them. Oh, I saw a couple. They were playing, um, I think, the the Purples. Um, the Ravens, Vikings. I think. Or oh. the Viking. Oh, no, I saw a man dressed as a Viking in the stands. Yeah. The Vikings. Whatever team they played got away, and their quarterback's name is Jackson, had amazing plays. And the plays, like, were really good, and I think that purple team is really good, but it was also because the lack stunk. Wow, that was a, a really painful recap of a football game. Like No, I'm telling you, because Zach was like, look at this play. He literally made me stand there and wait for the replay. And I was like, yeah, but the other team's not doing their job. Like, so sure, this is impressive, but, like, don't just not lack. Yeah. Yeah, don't just not lack. Oh my god! I can't deal with the Los Angeles teams because, like, when it says lack and lar, that's all I see. I agree. Like having a vowel in the middle of your <laughs> acronym for your team name is so unfair. <laughs> like the Jets kind of have it; they're the Nidge, <laughs> but so are the Giants. They're the Nidge too. Double Nidge, double Nidge, and then let me think about other teams. Well, like Dallas is just Dal on the screen, which is fine. Philadelphia Eagles are the fee. Ooh, that's not bad because it's like, it just feels like 
Philly. Like, yeah. But it, the niche and the lar and the lack. I agree. I don't know what else. Like in the Minnesota, I think it says min and not like miv. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh my God. Well, I'm so hungry. It's crazy. What are you going to have for lunch, La? Treat yourself. Know. Something special. I'm just kind of not feeling like I want to nourish my body, you know? But you have to take care of your body. I'm doing Sakara this week. How can I take care of my body when I couldn't take care of Theo's? Oh, stop. That man lived. No, pam- Jackie, don't worry about me. I, I, I'm eating. <laughs> Pampered Prince. Yeah. Didn't want for anything. Before we dive into the next two stories, let me tell you that they are brought to you by State Farm. The State Farm Personal Price Plan helps you create an affordable price just for you. The plan is all about being personal to you and your needs, and that means you're going to get the coverage you want, a policy that helps cover what's important to you, and an affordable price just for you. Because after all, life is just better when you can personalize your experiences. So think about it like this. From your go-to coffee orders to your favorite pair of sweatpants, we know that you love to personalize your entire day just like we do. So, you know, from start to finish, everything about life is so personal. Poetry, comedy, tacos, breakfast, etc. And... Insurance should be no different. Clearly, personalization just makes everything that much better. And State Farm believes that insurance should work the same way. Your plan, your coverage, your selections can all be personalized by you. And that's what's so fabulous. Because let's take Jackie and I, for example. We are so similar. We finish each other's sandwiches. And even our insurance needs are so different. I mean, you're a homeowner. I'm just a lowly renter. You have two cars. I'm just a slob with one. But you have, you a, have a really nice car. You have many dependents. I currently have none. So all that to say, my life is sad and my insurance is reflective of that. <laughs> and Jackie's life is full and her insurance is reflective of that as well. So like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices vary by state. Options selected by customer availability and eligibility may vary. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Hit me. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Today's episode is also brought to you by Masterclass. Masterclass makes a very meaningful gift this season for you and for anyone on your list because both of you can learn from the best to become the best from leadership to effective communication to cooking. Whether you're watching a Masterclass on TV, listening on audio mode, in the app or on their website, the quality truly speaks for itself. So true. By the way, I feel like there's nothing more personal and like really makes somebody feel seen than gifting them a masterclass. Like it's so nice because everybody's interests are so different and masterclass covers like a wide range of people. So whether your friend is like really into business, your friend wants to become an actor, your friend has, you know, is a passion for art. Like whatever it is, you can can really tailor the masterclass and masterclass is always making news. Like I've taken so many that I love. My favorite is Kris Jenner's because that's just like for my line of work. That's my beat. But I saw they just launched one with Martha Stewart. Like how perfection is that? Perfection. No, they have classes for everything. It's such a thoughtful gift. And it's also a perfect gift for this time of year as opposed to like a birthday or something because it helps you better yourself in the new year. Right. Right. That's so true. It's perfect timing. Perfect timed gift. So thoughtful. Member memberships for masterclass started $120 a year for unlimited access to one-on-one classes with all 180 plus masterclass instructors. You can learn how to negotiate, how to negotiate a raise with Chris Voss, manage your relationships with Esther Perel. It'll boost the confidence of you or the person that you're gifting it to. So this holiday season, give one annual membership and get one for free at masterclass.com slash toast. So right now you'll get two memberships for the price of one at masterclass.com slash toast. So give one and then keep one for yourself. Masterclass.com slash toast. Offer terms apply. Today's episode is also brought to you by Thrive Market. 
our go-to for all of our grocery and household essentials. And the convenience of getting everything online and then quickly shipped to our doorstep is a huge time saver. As a Thrive Market member, we save money on every single grocery order. On average, we're saving over 30% every time. And on top of the savings of each order, they also have a deals page that changes daily, which can give you cash back on so many brands. And they have a price match guarantee. I know with you know all the kids in your house, it's important that you have like good, healthy snacks, cleaning supplies. Tell me about your experience with Thrive Market, Jacqui. Oh, you know, I love Thrive Market. I just got a shipment this week and I got some like new tasty snacks, some pretzel peanut butter bites. And I love that I can get oh, healthy I love snacks. Pizza peanut butter. And also like indulgent snacks that are made with healthy ingredients. So I feel less bad indulging in my guilty pleasures, but I get snacks for the whole family puffs, things for me, cooking supplies. You know, I just did my spice jars, but there were a few spices that I don't have. Mm-hmm. Thrive Market has bags of spices so that are meant to be put in your jars. I don't need to buy like more jars. I can just right. buy these refill bags. They literally think of everything and you've got to get on the Thrive Market grind. And the best part, the best part is not having to haul in groceries from your trunk. Actually, I think the best part is that when you join Thrive Market, you are also helping a family in need with their one-for-one membership matching okay, program. Okay, make me look like an asshole, yeah. So you join and they give, Jax. Join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift when you go to thrivemarket.com slash the toast for 30% off your first order plus that free $60 gift at T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash the toast, thrivemarket.com slash the toast. Thank you, La. You're welcome. If you were a football team, your acronym would be LOT. Yes. Or my my acronym would be TLO. TLO? Turtle. Oh, true. TLO. TL. TLO. TLU. TLU. TLO, I like. Yeah, you've been, okay, TLO. That's like. Like if if I was in airport, I'd be TLO. No, I guess. But to me, you're TLU. T-L-U. And if you were in airport, you'd be Jow. No, I'd be Jax. Oh, J-A-X. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Jacksonville. Yeah. I, I'm surprised I'm not a bigger Jaguars fan. It's so true. It's like it's my your namesake team and it's my name. And it's your namesake. I could get some sick merch Jax. So true. Living wrong. Makes no sense. And we love Jaguars. We have a long history with the Jaguars. We love Jaguars. We one time well, abandoned a Jaguar in a parking lot. <laughs> Are you ready for our next story? Which is interesting, yes. interesting but vague. IBV? IBV News. Okay. Bravo stars and bosses are shaken up after emails about the network's Israel response leak. What? Yeah. So after facing a recent revolt from some of its reality stars, Bravo found the latest issue boiling over behind the scenes was over the Israel-Hamas war, Page Six has learned. But the, but the Teflon network, as they call them, seems to have averted another crisis. A complica- they are the Teflon network, by yeah. the way. A complicated saga has played out behind the scenes at the reality behemoth around its response to the conflict and the rise of anti-Semitism in the U.S., Page Six understands that shortly after the October 7th attacks, a group of current and former stars on the network's raft of reality TV shows co-signed an email to a number of senior Bravo figures who work closely with on-air talent. We're told the signatories appeared to be satisfied by their response to the appeal, and indeed one of the signatories told Page Six that they were more than satisfied by it. But at least one person party to the email decided to leak the messages, perhaps out of frustration with the network's response, leading to considerable anguish among members of the group as well as some in the Bravo organization. They believed it was a safe space, a source told Page Six. 
Page Six has reviewed the plainly cordial and respectful messages between the group and the executives, but has decided not to publish their contents to preserve the privacy of those involved as far as possible, given the extraordinary... Okay, wait. Wait. First of all, this is so weird that Page Six has documents and is saying that they're not going to release them. So if you're going to write an article about documents and say you're not going to release them, just scrap the article. Yeah, so they're letting us know that something happened behind the scenes where it seems as though Bravo stars you know, went to the network to get support in the wake of October 7th and rise in anti-Semitism. They were happy with the private response they received. Someone was unhappy with it, whether they didn't think it was enough support or they felt it was like too much Israel support. Leaked the documents to page six. Page six is letting us know about the saga, but will not let us know what was said. What? Yeah. This is the strangest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. They're told the email exchange was part of an ongoing emotionally charged and we're told broadly productive conversation between Bravo and certain network stars that had been going on since very soon after the attack. So it's literally, they won't even say what the people who initially reached out, like what their grievance was. No, I I literally, this is IBV. Interesting, but vague. I'm so confused. Same. But Bravo, but my big takeaway, I love that they called them the Teflon Network. When you think about like historically everything that's happened on Bravo and like how many scandals there have been and how many people there have been on the show, off the show, good experience, bad experience. It's really crazy that like, that like nothing has happened. It's not crazy to me because I feel like there's no one person to like ever pin anything on. It used to be Andy, but he has extricated himself over the he years. like saw that being his future and took a step back. And that was actually very smart of him in terms of preserving his career. Yeah. Like for The Bachelor, it was Chris Harrison. Right. And he said, I'm not getting Chris Harrisoned. No, literally. Also, then this article notes that on Watch What Happens Live on the first night of Hanukkah, they lit candles. Did you see the clip mm-hmm. Dorit and Andy lighting candles? I know that they did, but I didn't see the clip. That's cute. Yeah, it was cute. I'm supposed to be like a message of solidarity. Usually there's a menorah in the clubhouse, but they never have done like the lighting and the bracha right, right. on air. So No, Andy's stepping his Jewish pussy up this year. And you know what? He's like one of those Jewish celebrities who has consistently done the bare minimum, maybe even less, but also like marketed and monetized off of being Jewish. Mazel. And so this, you know what? He's stepping his pussy up and he deserves to be applauded for that. So yeah. And Dorit was like the perfect person to have yes, on. Yes, to do it. Yeah. She, one, she knew the blessing and she's an Israeli Jewish queen. Yeah, agreed. She knew the blessing. Yeah. No, I don't, he didn't really, but that's okay. We can that's all okay. Learn. We can all learn. We can all learn. So that's what's going on at Bravo. We don't know. That's really weird. Yeah. The, the page six having documents and not releasing them is the most unprecedented bizarre thing I've ever heard. And I honestly am like now really annoyed and curious and like I want to know. Yeah. I also kind of like don't want to know. You know, because I, I don't want to. Ha- have to start hating people. Yeah. I don't want to be like, angry at the response. And I, and- and I do hate so many people and like it, it's not good for me. No, like, and like so I new, can't add more. When a new person comes across my desk that I have to hate, like it's frustrating. I'm not no, a hater. It is. Especially when it was a person like I, I might have liked. I, I think I've had that experience in the last couple of weeks with Mark Ruffalo. No, but it, Mark Ruffalo has been years. So, But I didn't know. And so I know Mark Ruffalo as 13 going on 30, right. as just like heaven, you know, a pee job. And I didn't know he's just a curly headed fuck. Yeah. 
I didn't know that. Yeah. And I didn't know how many times he's literally like spoken about Israel and had to release an apology. Like if every time you talk about Israel, you have to apologize for being anti-Semitic. Like look inward, bitch. No, but it's also like maybe just stop talking about it. It's not like it's part of your job or required. Right. Nobody's looking to you. So maybe just stop. Right. You're not a leader in, yeah. the, in the field. So sh- how about just shut the fuck up? What if we all just shut up? Unless you have something interesting and factual to say. Factual. Factual is key. Key. And it's not negotiable. No. But for some people it is. Right. No, for me it's not. No. No, see. Are you ready for a fifth and final story? Mm-hmm. Because if you're in a relationship right now. I am. You should be careful today. Why? Because today is the most popular breakup day of the year. Okay, wait. What? It's December, December 11th. 11th. I wonder why. So tis the season for breakups with splits surging December 11th. So much so that it has been unofficially anointed breakup day around the world. The date was determined by Information is Beautiful Designers who analyzed Facebook status updates from 2008, finding that mm. spring break season is also breakup season. And while most people haven't changed their relationship status on Facebook since 2010, experts in more recent data confirm the weeks leading up to Christmas is when relationships melt down, when relationship meltdowns heat up. The holidays can bring up a lot of emotions and challenges for new couples is one theory. Yeah, it makes sense that people would break up around the holiday because it's like shit or get off the pot time. Am I bringing you home to meet my family? Right, right. Also, it's like maybe it happens in between Thanksgiving and Christmas because it's like Thanksgiving didn't go well. We shouldn't be together. It's going to take us two weeks to break up because it's hard to break up. And I think a lot of people like think about the idea, like maybe they've been thinking about this relationship not working out for a while and then starting the new year single. I think a lot of people think of it as like a clean slate, tabula rasa. Yeah. So this does make sense, but I do wonder why the 11th in particular. I feel like it's the perfect difference between Thanksgiving and Christmas. And it's like, if you were thinking about it after Thanksgiving, you had a little time. Now you're running out of time. Yeah. So I hope that if you are in a happy relationship. I hope Ben doesn't break up with me. That you make it through today. I do think this is more so for dating, not divorces. Yeah. Sound off in the comments. Were you broken up with today or did you do the breaking up? Let us know. We wish you well if that's the case. Yeah. And maybe like if you feel like your relationship is on the rocks and it, it could be your time, like just lay low today. Yeah. No, like they can't break up with you if they can't find you. <laughs> They can't reach you. You can't You can't be single if they literally can't reach you. Right. But then you'll wind up being single if you never respond. Then, but then you ghosted. Ooh, plot I'm twist. Right. So true. You've lived, long, you've lived long enough to become the villain. Right. But would you rather break up with someone or get broken up with? That's a really good question. And I've never done either. So I'm just speaking in hypothetics. Honestly, I think making the decision is probably... If, if you're like a good person... And you care about this person. You're not just like a dick who breaks up with someone. But if you're like, if you're, if you loved this person and I think making the decision is probably really hard. I think I would prefer to have the decision be made for me. Except then I have to tell people I got dumped, which is like embarrassing. For sure. No, I think getting broken up with is so much better. Because then you also don't have regrets. Like, should I have yep. done it? Should Did I, have I not? make the wrong like, choice? Like having something happen to you versus you having to choose I mean, not to make everything about me, but that's literally how I felt with Theo. Right. Like I kept saying, like, I wish he would just, you know, leave us on his own accord and I didn't have to make this decision and, you know, pull the metaphorical plug, if you will. Yes. No, it's the exact same thing. If it had just happened. Making hard decisions sucks. Yeah. 
And if you're like a person, and I'm, I'm talking about like the type of person who would break up with someone that they loved and cared about, but just didn't think it was the right decision and like wanted to do it in a nice, meaningful way. Not someone who's just like a dick and is like, I don't like you, bye. Right, 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 right. But I think also what's really hard is even if you know it's the right decision in the moment, you make that decision. But say you don't meet someone for a year. Did I make yep. the right decision? Two years, five years. You yep. always have regret as opposed to the other person who was like, well, they broke up with me. There was nothing I could do. They don't yeah. live in regret like that. Right. No, making decisions is hard. Yeah, but it's important to do so. It is. It is. But it's easier when someone makes it for you. If it can be done. So yeah, although I would hate like having to tell people I got dumped, I do think I would prefer to be dumped. Me too. So maybe pick up the phone today. Yeah, maybe take action. Take, take control of your life. And if you find yourself single today, you're going to be fine. It gets better. You're going to be fine. You're going to be great. It gets better. It wasn't meant to be. Yeah. Those were the fast five. And they weren't great. Especially if they would be so cliche as to break up with you on the day that everyone's doing it. It's like, you don't even have an original thought. You're just a statistic. So true. Like, be creative. No, you're just a statistic. Uh, yeah, why would I want to be with you? Stat. Yeah, start calling them that. Okay, stat. Whatever you say. <laughs> what do you want? Stat. What do you want? Stat. That's our show. Those were our stories. And... I can, I, I know you didn't love them. I feel proud of them. I can go on with my head held high. You can, you know, be happy with who you are when you lay your pillow down, on, when you lay your head on your pillow at night. You can live with that. At least today. At, check in tomorrow. <laughs> That's our show, you guys. Thank you so much for listening to the Toast and Millennium Morning Show, where we deliver the fast life stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching us on YouTube, please be happy to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as podcasting where podcasts be found with better items. Digital bullet area, guest box, all the places, baby, podcasts, find us at Dosey, Vivas, RBA, but if it's anything, we can lay down until we are. Have a great day, guys. Happy Monday. We love you. And we'll see you tomorrow. Love you. Bye.